Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Weird Negro Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Cam Lotus. J-Dub. L, so flowerly. And welcome to the Halloween episode of the Weird Negroes. With our special guest, Dolls and Dead Souls. This is going to be a fun one, you guys. So uh, keep on listening and let's get started. So, um, like I said, our guest is Dolls and Dead Souls. We're just going to say Dolls for short, just to make it a little easier. And how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me come to your podcast. Of course. (laughs) We're glad to have you here. So, we do have a few questions for you. Uh, One being, of course, what makes you a weird Negro? Well... When um, I've always been a weird Negro, I think, and I just liked things that I was told was not properly black enough, as, mm-hmm. even as a little kid. Um, and as I got older and just was into things that, again, people would tell me, like, why you like, you know, um, hard rock music or why do you mm-hmm. like this that and the other that's not why do you like boy george i had a huge thing for boy george back in the 80s so you can <laughs> figure out how old i am but <laughs> um and everybody was like he's a fag why would you like that that's not black you know we don't deal with that um so just being that odd person out that was kind of attracted by all kinds of things which is really common in artists and creative people Mm -hmm. because we're curious about what everybody is doing. Mm -hmm. So that made me a weird Negro. That's understandable. I feel like that's a lot of us. (laughs) Venturing venturing into avenues that other people are like, you, you like rock and roll. You like cosplay. You like comic books. And it's like eyebrow raise all the time. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) so it's relatable definitely understand that Mm -hmm. not giving any of it up though but you know i'm accepting all of it Mm -hmm. and it's gonna be what it's gonna be okay okay all right mr nay so of course you are an artist Mm -hmm. what is the inspiration behind your art um i work a lot i've graduated from college for creative studies um my degree is in fine arts I don't actually paint that much. I do collage, assemblage, found objects. I make dowels. And one of the, um, or as one person put it, these are spiritual figures. And that was Gilda Snowden, who was enormous in the Detroit art community. Um, And she passed away about six years ago. Mm. But she was an enormous influence on my art while it was at CCS. So um, I've always kind of liked odd things, creepy things, old things. I collect dolls, which freaks a lot of people out, especially if they go to, into a whole room full of dolls. <laughs> they just be like, what kind of devil worship is this? Uh, <laughs> so, but those, that particular group of um, figures came from listening to a punk song called mm-hmm. Dead Souls. Mm-hmm. And it has this sort of galloping um, bass line to it. And it's talking about something that's following this person. 
through their life and they're attracted to it but they're also terrified of it mm. so um it was it was played in the crow the original crow movie okay. that, that song mm. that he's running to while he's jumping and parkouring all over yeah. the supposed okay. detroit which mm-hmm. is a movie supposedly you know made it set in detroit looks nothing like detroit at all. <laughs> but that one scene was just like wow that whole saying they're following me they're calling me these dead souls are calling me and i got up one day got my clay out and started making these figures that i call the dead souls and um there is another african term for them but what it really means is that they are the souls of your ancestors that are watching over you and they follow you because if you go down they go down they mm-hmm. know are no longer venerated if if we neglect them mm-hmm. and um in some spiritual practices you go before you go to a deity you go to your ancestors mm-hmm. because they're closer to how we live where a deity is like taking care of a whole bunch of stuff at one time mm-hmm. so it's very focused on your ancestry um, so they, the original ones are made out of um, clay, um, polymer clay. Um, so I bake it in a, a little oven. I bake it in a toaster oven. And then make, the, they're kind of wrapped up almost like a mummy. And mm-hmm. then they have these clay faces. Mm-hmm. So um, that has been something that people have really surprisingly are very drawn to, have been in the past very drawn to them. And... Um, when we then when when I tell them why they manifested, they tend to get it. It's very rare that I have a negative reaction to the that particular mm-hmm. set of, of of figures. So, yeah, and I use a lot of odds and ends. So mm-hmm. people gift me with like, I'm cleaning out my attic. I got all this fabric you want it, and I'll take it. Mm-hmm. You know, or buttons, things like that. There, a lot of them are adorned with buttons. Um, because they, to me, represent, well, a lot of them are pearl buttons, mm-hmm. which had this, like, nice glisten to them, mm-hmm. nice texture to them. And they also hold things together. So we don't know what's inside that dead soul if the button holds the secrets. So that's one. But I also do um, two-dimensional general collage. Mm-hmm. A lot of my inspiration is... Um, is um, from, <laughs> I'm sorry, the surrealists okay. are a big, are mm-hmm. big um, influence on what I do. And their whole thing was like, yeah, all those pretty pictures of paintings and statues of naked women and, mm-hmm. and <laughs> animals out in the, you know, out in a field is mm-hmm. cute. But, like, what's going on behind people's head, like, how oh, people present yeah. themselves. Right. Yeah. So surrealism was really, like, let's take this thing and that thing and see what happens when we merge these two weird things together. Yeah. You know, and, and it was more about stepping outside the traditional boundaries mm-hmm. of art, Western mm-hmm. art. Yeah. Um, so, and I also enjoy Dada, which is a sim- similar in some ways, but they were more about uh, po- politics. Mm-hmm. So they did a lot of posters and things. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are some of my favorite ones. One of my current favorite artists that I revere greatly is um, Betty Sayer. Mm-hmm. She's a, she also is a mixed media artist. 
and her daughter also is an artist but she's I think more of a painter than mm. a um, than a sculptor or um, mixed media mm. um, and she has been around a long long time so if you've ever seen an image called the uh, was it the evolution of Aunt Jemima and mm. it's in a box yeah. and she's got, she's got a gun mm. and a baby <laughs> in one arm uh-huh. that's a Betty Sayre Okay. And our museum, the DIA, also has some of her work in mm-hmm. its collection. So mm-hmm. if you have time, sometime to go up in the African American the African American area, you can see her her part and one of her daughter's sculptures are are also in their collection. Yeah, okay. we gotta check wow. that out. Yeah, yeah definitely that? gonna have yeah. to check. And that out. And I love that you are inspired by like surreal art because mm-hmm. that's like my favorite Genre. type of art to look at. Like. Usually when I think of surreal art, I think of like the um the painting I forgot who was made by, but the painting with the like the deforming like clock. With yeah, the that's a dolly. Yeah, yeah, that's a dolly. Yeah, dolly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dolly. Yeah. And it's just so it's like psychedelic. It is. It really yeah. is. I think it's you really drink a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think you drink. But don't don't most artists? I feel like some artists do their best creating when they're kind of having those out-of-body experiences mm-hmm. almost yeah. mm-hmm. they're on get those that, get that emotion out there exactly, exactly. Yes. Wow. yeah you know some hallucinogenics may have been involved in some of the best <laughs> artwork but hey you know right? it, it turned out great so yep, yeah exactly we don't condone drug use by the way don't <laughs> condone it <laughs> i mean but <laughs> <laughs> well, two of the three of us don't condone it. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> okay. So with the four of us. <laughs> all right. So with all the inspiration behind your artwork, now I have to ask, what is your favorite horror movie? My favorite horror movie is Zombies of Sugar Hill. <laughs> because it's a black exploitation horror movie, A. Eh? So it has that we just kind of winging it. <laughs> kind of aesthetic <laughs> because there weren't a lot of black horror movies in the, mm-hmm. I, and this one is from the I think the very early 70s mm-hmm. and it's great because it's just like it's slightly like I said a, a black exploitation movie mm-hmm. with some horror and in the end um, the bad guys get killed by the zombies as they should be <laughs> <laughs> and then Baron Samadhi uh, comes up and he's like uh to the one blonde, beautiful white woman who was shady as hell. And he says, I think I'm going to take you to hell with me. <laughs> and she's like, no! He's like, yeah, you go. No, you're coming. You're my minion now. This <laughs> is great. And there's this woman who plays the protagonist. Because the protagonist lover gets killed by the mob. So she's really on a revenge thing. Mm. to get them and she goes to her grandmother who's the hoodoo lady and she mm-hmm. looks like miss janet up the street she has the same <laughs> hairdo and she's just like okay baby here's how we go do it <laughs> i mean i just love that whole like it's a horror movie but it's got this little bit of kookiness to it mm-hmm. and it's just a whole it's a whole lot of fun yeah. <laughs> so that's like my it. favorite horror movie ever why do I feel like Zombies of Sugar Hill is like the epitome of what Detroit would be like <laughs> in the zombie apocalypse? Basically. It's like the epitome. Like, okay, we're winging it. 
We're winging it. Let's go. Let's go. Right. Exactly. So yeah, that's my favorite horror movie. I like the craft. The craft is cute. Um, but I really love this for that whole seventies aesthetic because mm. that's when I grew up. Mm-hmm. And so that's yeah. the kind of stuff you'd see on Bill Kennedy and stuff on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> so it brings a sense of nostalgia. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Mm. So so we could have a screening of it at some point if you've never oh, seen yeah. it. Because I, you I can't see it all it. on like YouTube. It. It's a, it's like one of those chopped up things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um I have it and we can watch it. Uh, it's, it's, it's a date. It's a date. <laughs> <laughs> so horror movie dates. I've actually never seen Zombies of Sugar Hill, but it sounds awesome. I think you'll love it. Sounds like it's right up my alley. I'm here <laughs> for it. I can't wait. Me too. Yes. <laughs> Most definitely. All right. So um, my three questions for you mm-hmm. is um, I noticed that your art is mainly African inspired. Um, by the look of it, what inspired you to go into more of that direction of art style? Um, in terms of the dead souls, mm-hmm. it's just it just popped up like out of nowhere, really. Mm-hmm. Again, that once punk rock song. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also going to art school, you have to study like world art, mm-hmm. and um, that's like the faces on the Benin, mm. you know, castings and things were, were yeah. definitely um, an inspiration mm-hmm. to try to um, have some of the gravitas that those pieces have, if mm-hmm. you've ever seen them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're clay ones, and there are some that are also bronze, too, mm-hmm. So, which is hard to work with, I've been told, yeah. by people who do um, smithing. So it's they have such presence, you know, mm-hmm. and they're usually a king and a queen, or you know, a, mm-hmm. but those pieces specifically definitely had um, a great influence on specifically the Dead Souls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and I just think African art in general is beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, regardless of what tribal or ethnic. Group, there's always just this incredible beauty to it. Yeah. Now I have to say I'm really, really fond though of the piece in the DIA that has the what they would call it is a nail fetish, mm-hmm. and it, it that is more from the Congo region than from like Ni- Nigeria, because mm-hmm. we think a lot of the stuff there is from Nigeria and Togo, Benin. Um, this is more towards Cameroon, where a lot of our people originally were taken away mm-hmm. by other groups and sold into slavery in the West. So there, the difference is that the people who are in the Yoruba area value coolness. The people in the Kikongo areas value heat. Mm-hmm. So that's why in Hoodoo, there's so much setting stuff on fire. Mm-hmm. Bending, breaking, moving things, taking things apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, in order to open your spiritual energy to do whatever you need to do, whether it's protecting yourself or getting a new job or whatever, there's a lot of heat involved in it because mm-hmm. you are trying to get something to spark and grow. That's interesting. So, but it is a spiritual mm-hmm. practice. Um, like I said, we call it hoodoo. Mm-hmm. Um, some people call it juju. It depends on where you're from. Yeah. Some people just call it working. 
Um, and so those metaphysical kind of things also feature a lot in my work and my collages mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah. And for the audience, for the um, people who don't know what hoodoo is, can you just explain uh, what hoodoo is? Hoodoo is African-American folk magic. Boom. It is not what they do. It's not what white people up in the Alleghenies and all that do because they have their own things. We are influenced by that, though, because we ended up mixing up with them. Or they ended up mixing up with us, however it worked. Um, some of them have a little bit of Native American stuff, but mostly uh, it's focused on stuff that's based on Congo stuff. Mm-hmm. And that that's why you're always like lighting a candle, burning something. That's how you can tell that there's that influence um, mm-hmm. in that. And, the, and the, so our, when we think of things like Santeria and Lukumi, those things are from Cuba and Brazil. African Americans don't really have that much of that kind of DNA. Generally speaking, if you've gotten your ancestry or whatever, mm-hmm. you'll notice it's mostly, if it's Congo, Igbo, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, that's why our folk magic tends to be hot. Mm. Or you're containing something and something <laughs> else to like, you ain't going to do this no more, we're going to put this and that and the mm-hmm. other, and then it's going over there. Yeah. Right. And so all those folk be- beliefs and things influence my art too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the second question is, how long have you lived in Detroit? Uh, where were you born? I was born in Highland Park. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, and my parents... My father came from the South, and my mother's family was already here when his family moved up. Mm -hmm. So they were kind of on opposite sides of just as you come up north from um, Georgia. Mm -hmm. So like he was on, his family was on this side and her family was on that side. And eventually they all ended up in Detroit. Mm -hmm. So I was born in um, a hospital that's no longer there in 1965 and to and to be honest I my mother my birth mother I'm an adoptee my birth mother was a very very young white girl who was running the streets because her parents were alcoholics and she Mm -hmm. and her sister were just out there and um my mother and father decided to um take in foster children Mm-hmm. And in the end, they adopted me. Mm-hmm. So I have always lived in Detroit and or Highland Park. I don't remember Highland Park because I was like an infant. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> they were living in Highland Park area at that time. Mm-hmm. So okay. I've always been in Detroit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So what are your uh, hopes for the future of Detroit? I would like to see um, more equity in terms of housing. Mm-hmm. Um, the rate of housing here is rising at a, an alarming rate, which means people are being shoved out of spaces they've been in for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like our art, arts and art-centered things to be more accessible and more diverse mm-hmm. because some museums don't do a great job with um, accuracy mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. representation 
full representation of all at this point we have so many different yeah. uh, ethnic groups yeah. in the, what could be called Metro Detroit mm-hmm. um, that that's not necessarily being represented yeah and yeah. Uh, and respected mm. so that you're right that's the, that's the <laughs> now that um a couple of weeks ago I was actually doing like a a database project for one of my history classes mm-hmm. and um it was basically like a project where they gathered a whole bunch of like photographs and artifacts from the different ethnic groups in Detroit and it was just surprising to see how many ethnic groups we actually have oh yeah within Detroit and in the history of Detroit mm-hmm. so yeah you're right on that I would like to see more um representation and Museums and just cultural districts in general. Yes, in Detroit. Absolutely, we need it. You know, because not everybody has the money to go into a museum mm-hmm. or has mm-hmm. the time to consistently go. So, yeah, it's definitely needed that we think more carefully about how we allocate what's our money. Our tax mm-hmm. money pays for this stuff. <laughs> um, that that it there's some equity and some buy-in for everybody every kid mm-hmm. should be able to go to a museum at least once a year mm-hmm. right you know every grown person should feel welcome at a museum yeah absolutely and there should be no divide between that because mm-hmm. that is beyond that breaks the ideas of trust and hospitality right mm-hmm. so yeah it's it's yeah. important yeah. And frankly, that's why people travel to other places to go to other museums. <laughs> so if you want to be represented well, you have to be diverse now. Mm-hmm. And that's that. Yeah, you, <laughs> you have to, like, it's the job. It's their job. They're, they're supposed to be able to showcase the story. Tell your story to other people clearly mm-hmm. enough that we can understand your viewpoint, where you're coming from. Absolutely. Okay, my turn, right? <laughs> Question one. What is your most favorite piece that you are most proud of? My most favorite piece that I am most proud of. It's still the dead souls. Nice. <laughs> those, those dead people. I like them so much. <laughs> They're so helpful. They sure are. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> they are, guys. What? <laughs> Okay, uh, question number two. How did you decide that you wanted to be an artist? I always liked to draw, mm-hmm. and I lucked out in having a mother who was like, my baby likes to draw. She worked at Drew Middle School, mm-hmm. um, and she talked to, she also knew that I liked to read. Mm-hmm. So she talked to the librarian and the art teacher about, hey, if while I'm cleaning up, is it okay if my daughter reads a book while she waits for me? Or do you have any leftover art supplies? Because mm. my baby mm-hmm. likes to draw. So my mother really, really cultivated that in me. And um, when it came college time, I'm like, are you are you cool with me going here? And she's like, look, baby, you have a gift. And it's my job to make sure that gift gets out there. That's right. That's um, and so I would really, really hope that any black parents who are listening to this podcast don't stifle your child's creativity because Mm -hmm. of your fears of them making it or not making it or not making enough money or whatever we come here with a goal Mm -hmm. and as a parent it's my job to 
help you reach that perfection of who you were born to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I lucked out in that old, and, and my parents were old when they adopted <laughs> me. They were in like their 40s. They really fought to mm. adopt me mm-hmm. because yeah. they were like, y'all a little old, but, and they're like, they fought for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's my job to do that for my daughters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I appreciate that because my parents is the same way. Basically told me and my um older sibling, um, basically go out and do what you want. Yeah. Basically when you go to college. Because especially if you have a gift for something or um if you just drawn to something, mm-hmm. then it's better to do that as a life goal, no matter how much you make. Mm-hmm. Or because like the happiness of it. Is what drives it. Because I know most people will go to, like, business school mm-hmm. or go into accounting because it makes them a lot of money. But at the end of the day, they're going to be miserable. Yeah. If it's not your true calling. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And money, when they say in Willy Wonka, young man, they print more money every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's only one golden ticket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... As you can see, I'm a pop culture person. <laughs> She's got Willy Wonka yeah. facts for you. <laughs> but no, like, uh, Cam, we were having this kind of discussion uh, a couple of days ago, weren't we, on a whole parents and being a part of your child's life and whatnot. Yes, mm-hmm. how, how parenting and parenting styles really affect... Mm-hmm. A, a child's upbringing mm-hmm. and just how parents need to realize that you know you play such a big part in how your child turns out and that's something that has you have to keep in the back of your mind right mm-hmm. for the rest of you know your life and their life because yeah. we yeah. even say like parenting that's a full-time job that yes. you cannot quit there's no layoffs there's no right. quitting there's no stepping away like you're in that position for life absolutely and it is a responsibility mm-hmm. but that is for another episode that is, <laughs> episode. That is, that is a whole another episode go down that rabbit hole you know how we do we're gonna gonna bring it back. <laughs> we're gonna bring it back now i did have a question on who would you consider to be your role model and you did list your i'm, I'm assuming you're listing your mother as a great role model yeah my mother um again gilda Stone, snowden mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. she was a huge mentor to many artists mm-hmm. in detroit mm-hmm. um actually um mr ralph's friend mr galfi who was a printmaker at CCS. Mm-hmm. He also, when he left there, under whatever circumstances it was, he was like, okay, you suck at this printmaking shit, but here, make some minor prints. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, eventually he left CCS, but every time I would see some, he went to work over here at Wayne State. Mm-hmm. Every time he would see me, he would stop and say, hi, are you still making art? Mm-hmm. And this is, decades after being in a classroom with him. Mm-hmm. So that, in, in addition to my parents and Gilda, that just that gesture of saying, are you still making art? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Means a lot to mm-hmm. an artist. Yeah, yeah. So. Because I have a friend that does art. Um, she does like sculptures and paintings and she's really good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I wish I could do art. I wish I could draw. 
uh, you know. He but, says as he, he forgets the fact that he's a poet. Oh, what? Yeah, you are art. an artist. Yeah, that is art. art. Yeah. Art is uh-huh. art. He's a whole poet, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. So see, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Art comes in many different forms. Yeah. Absolutely. I absolutely forgot about that. And I actually made a poem card, uh, called The Art Of, which actually talked about the various like arts, like drawing, literature, mm-hmm. music, See, now we're going to put you on the spot next Dance. episode. Fiber uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Arts. My aunt just gave me a whole floor loom mm. i'm waiting for the snow to come i'm not fooling with that right now there we go <laughs> <laughs> it's only the fall season right few more months, few more yep. months. yeah when i'm stuck inside i'll figure there out how go. to move this <laughs> but you know film also film? is a strong art form it is yeah. and it we is. have entered into a new era of black horror in film yes yeah. we have new era. we, we are, are stepping away from the traditional horror movie genre mm-hmm. where you have and i'm just gonna say it the token black character mm. who always gets killed <laughs> who always gets killed first in in all these horror movies you have that one black character unless they're a popular Artist or actress. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, you have I Still Know What You Did Last Summer, mm-hmm. where the token black character, actually, there were two. <gasps> there were Brandy, who played uh, the best friend or the mm-hmm. roommate. Mm-hmm. And then you had, I believe, Omar Epps mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. in it, who played Brandy's boyfriend. Okay. Now, sorry, Mr. Epps, he ain't make it into the final cut. He ain't make the end. <laughs> he was the token black character who died. Now, Brandy is Brandy. She, at this time, I want to say it was the 90s, so she was popular. She was hot. She had Moesha. And, of course, we all think she dies, and then she pops up at the end, mm-hmm. like, resurrected. She's like, nope, I'm still her. I'm still her. <laughs> Wait for me. I'm leaving with y'all. <laughs> But that was what we knew of of African-Americans in horror film is Mm. that you were the best friend or you were the schoolmate Mm -hmm. or you were somehow the side character. Yeah. Have you all seen the documentary called uh, Horror Noir, Mm -hmm. which is which is a it's a there's also a book. Mm -hmm. It it may be on Amazon. Um, It it is a documentary about black horror Mm -hmm. movies from early early on mm-hmm. to now times mm-hmm. um they played it at the last um african american festival we had before this year mm-hmm. um and i didn't get i missed the screening but i, I watched it on like i said on amazon mm-hmm. it was really deep because they start with birth of a nation because this is mm-hmm. terror for negroes right yeah, yeah. yeah. birth oh, of a nation Jesus. is right. <laughs> oh my goodness what? <laughs> they went for the gusto, didn't they? they? <laughs> birth of a nation because look at this nastiness. This is what terrifies black people. Uh-huh. Random white people assuming that we're going to bring harm to them. That's interesting. When we're just trying to mind our own business. Uh-huh. Yeah, that you, you brought know? that up. Because usually when you, when you think of horror films, you don't think of like history mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. the horror, like reality. Yeah. You usually think of fictional things like the supernatural. Right. Or you know, Frankenstein or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. yeah. But that is really interesting that you brought that up. Mm-hmm. It's a it's an expensive book, but <laughs> it's a it's really interesting in how they approach mm-hmm. horror from a black perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So, but see, I think that is what made the films that Jordan Peele has produced mm-hmm. so groundbreaking, and people have gravitated towards them as mm-hmm. horror films. Mm-hmm. Is not only because a are we seeing African American actors kind of take on the main character roles, mm-hmm. but they also have a message behind them, and they right. seem at you know, to be steeped in some form of history. Mm-hmm. You know, like Get Out, for instance, where they have the scene where he has um, the main character, I forgot the actor's name in real life, but the main black character, where they have a photo of him and they're essentially auctioning him off. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, whoa, he mm-hmm. got that. He, he he snuck that in there real nicely. Yep. Real nicely. Slick. Yeah. <laughs> and this... It was so interesting. So I'm like, it is a modern day auction. Mm-hmm. The only difference is instead of being a slave, this person is about to take over your body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what I really love about these new upcoming uh, works of art that they're creating now. Like, it's it's a twist. Like, not mm-hmm. only is it something horror based and it's going to scare the little living crap out of you, mm-hmm. but it's also a think piece. And you, you know what? Uh, one thing that I can really appreciate sometimes now is sometimes I don't want to have a thing piece. Sometimes I just want to see a black woman in space fight an alien. Yeah. Something something mm-hmm. different. And this new show that came out recently, Lovecraft Country, mm-hmm. amazing. Amazing. I'm a, I'm a book fiend. I have right. one of my tarot uh, clients is, oh, you're my librarian. Because every time we come here, <laughs> we read tarot cards and then you tell me about some book. Mm-hmm. And so she calls me her librarian. Mm. And see, that's interesting because I actually, I actually did not know that Lovecraft Country was mm-hmm. a book originally. Right. Wow. I actually did not know I that. I just loved it. Yeah. I, would, I would suggest getting a copy because Lovecraft was a hot mess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was terrible. And there's, a, there's a documentary about him on YouTube, too. Mm-hmm. So he was yeah. terribly anti-anybody not white. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he was raised in a little weird main town, probably just a, a little basic town mm-hmm. yeah. where nothing much happened. Lovecraft mm-hmm. was a basic bitch, a he paranoid was, basic. He bitch. was a paranoid basic okay. bitch. That's <laughs> the best way to describe him. Yes, mm-hmm. paranoid yes. basic bitch. Uh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, but his his fear mm-hmm. of anyone who wasn't like Dumb. him. No. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. like he didn't. He didn't just dislike black people. He disliked at Everything. a time, of course, was xenophobia was rampant <laughs> in America. Mm-hmm. They didn't like Italians. That's the whole thing in The Godfather. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you don't like us? So mm-hmm. we just gonna go under and around you mm-hmm. and own everything, including your soul, because we're mm-hmm. the mafia. Bam. We've been doing this for yeah. a thousand years, mm-hmm. so we know how to run you. Mm-hmm. See, snatching souls, <laughs> right? <laughs> snatch your soul. I'd rather be snatched See? by Don. Corleone, no. So, if you look at, um, like, for example, um, his most famous book, The Call Call of Cthulhu. Yeah, of Cthulhu. It's all about space invaders. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Somebody invading. They have a scene in the book where it's African Americans or something. Because if you look at the um, Call of Cthulhu, um, it's a scene in it where. Basically, it's a whole lot of dark figures, as mm-hmm. he says, but you know that he's referring to, like, black people mm-hmm. or, you know, anyone uh, else who is dark in skin tone. Right. And they're basically worshiping 
in a big bonfire, um, like worshiping Cthulhu. Mm -hmm. So it brings about that not only the xenophobia, but it also brings out the fear of other religions. True, mm -hmm. very the true. The fear of um, like satanic rituals uh, concerning to like African or savage, right. quote unquote mm -hmm. savage right. um, tendencies. So it's interesting. And that's something I feel like in horror movies they have to be very careful about is that portrayal of the evil entity or the bad person in horror movies because it can lead to xenophobia. Mm -hmm. Well, it certainly has um, as Cubans were coming here. There were definitely some incidences where because they were practicing a Lukumi mm -hmm. religion, Santeria, which is actually a pejorative, um, because the reason it, it's considered somewhat pejorative is because slave owners were looking at the, and especially in Brazil and Cuba, were looking, they would, they're, because they're Catholic countries, mm -hmm. they would do all these different parades of statuary of various saints on certain days. What they didn't get to understand was that they said, hey, that's a statue of a dark-skinned black lady with a baby. That's like Yamaya, and she's standing on water. So you know what? Mm. This is Yamaya, too. Mm -hmm. This is her mask she wears mm. so that her children can still venerate her without mm -hmm. being punished mm. for devil worship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And because the Catholic... Slavery is slavery, but Catholicism was like, you know, if your slaves get married, you got to let them stay, you know, married. Mm-hmm. So was, there was a little bit of back and forth mm -hmm. that gave them that being in those specific spaces um, gave them a little bit of leeway to keep their traditions going. And that's why in some older houses of, of Ocha, you'll see Catholic saints along with the Tureens that the Orisha live in. Mm -hmm. It was a it was a uh, way of keeping their traditions going. And also because African religions in general are polytheistic anyway mm -hmm. that it's not a big deal that's a god that's a god it's all god let's mm -hmm. do the god stuff right <laughs> so that they help us and know that we're devoted to them and keep it rolling right so that's that has always been kind of a trope though to a, a cheap and lazy trope of mm -hmm. certain types of horror the mm. evil voodoo woman, that mm. kind of stuff. You yep. know, it's all evil. Everything that's not Jesus is the devil. And it's mm. like, well, Jesus never said that much about the devil. <laughs> I wish people would read their core stuff. Yes. You know, it's not that big a book. Yes. <laughs> we, have, we have talked about times when uh, they've gotten information wrong. I know we were talking about the magical Negro. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about, uh, for instance, American Horror Story, how they were talking about Papa Legba. Mm -hmm. Right. And we're like... Which I didn't know much about popular, but I actually had to Google it. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't know something, don't be afraid to get the research. You know, right? And you know what, Angela Bassett did go to New Orleans and train and and, yeah. and, and it showed in that. Performance. That's why yes. her performance was so, so amazing. Yes. Right. She did her exactly. homework. She researched exactly. She just didn't go off of like Bill Kennedy at the movies tropes, you know, right. <laughs> kind of thing. Right. So she did. She did it right. Mm -hmm. And and as and that's why. Everybody loved that character. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. You know, she just wore the heck out of it. And that was great. She did that. She she, she that. was Madame Marie Laveau. Oh, it was beautiful. Great. But 
Papa Legba in the way that American Horror Story was presenting, Papa Legba was not. No, and that was interesting <laughs> that they had him like snorting cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anything to make him look like the big bad boogeyman, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. Where Papa Legba is analogous to El Legba, mm-hmm. um, they are the ones that open roads or close them. Mm-hmm. So all communication comes through those specific Orisha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm assuming that it's somewhat similar in Haitian Voodoo because there are some differences between mm-hmm. the two systems, but there are some places where we kind of segue together. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was wrong. Because <laughs> yes. most Orishas, even though they take um, or offerings of like gin or rum mm-hmm. or whatever it's because you're offering it because they are crowned heads they're all kings and queens except mm-hmm. the hunters and the warriors they also get liquor because it's a luxury thing in, mm. in africa africans right. in most places had some kind of grain not not distilled liquor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so to get these fancy cl- types of cloth and this fancy new kind of liquor made it a luxury item. So mm-hmm. this shows that I'm, you know, rich enough to have these things that come from so far away. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the same thing that happened to Native Americans. Absolutely. With giving um, any various form of liquor to um, Native um, chieftains mm-hmm. to, right. you know, for basically as a, a bribe or as a payment, they would give them liquor, mm-hmm. which isn't something that was in um, indigenous people's no um, like you know culture right and before they, um, colonization right and it's and it's been a plague in their communities ever since yeah because they're not just their the the dna of their bodies does not help them process liquor properly mm-hmm. like so it addic- they get addicted to it and then it weakens the fabric of their community and their culture yeah you know and that's and that's just liquor (laughs) we're not even talking about money right you know Mm -hmm. that's just liquor doing a thing on a whole group of people that we all probably have a little bit of that Um, and and those are our cousins you know those are our people too Mm -hmm. they uh, some of them owned us the cherokee owned black slaves Mm -hmm. um and then actually those black slaves the descendants of them are still fighting the cherokee Mm -hmm. nation to be like, hey, we walked on that trail of tears with you. Mm. You have to include us in your tribal, you know, or, right. Um, right. tribal community so that we get the resources we need to be mm-hmm. whole. Mm. So that's that's an ongoing thing in Indian country. Also, mm. too many Indian ladies are just disappearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of, sorry, that was a segue into something totally different than what we're it's, talking about uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just time for the next episode exactly yeah. <laughs> exactly but uh i definitely would not take um historical knowledge from horror movies because they don't always get it right no. um and it can have especially if you're someone that is not well versed or knowledgeable in magic or things that are related to it, don't go playing around with it. Mm-hmm. Don't go. There are people in the community that take it very seriously. They educate themselves on it. You know, we read a story about a girl who tried to summon 
Papa Legba. Uh huh. And in turn, she ended up summoning literal death <laughs> because she didn't know what she was doing. She was basing it off of the American Horror Stories version of him, and it, that uh, that wasn't it at all. That was not no. it. Because those um, entities don't know you, you have to be introduced to them. Mm-hmm. That's how ATRs work. Uh-huh. That's why you have godparents in those kind of religions to guide you through. And you are often given instructions of what you can do and restrictions on what you can't do. Mm-hmm. So in my case, I was told, don't ever be a slave. That's why I always have my face twisted up when I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Out and about at work. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Absolutely. So that whole thing, those are things they will tell you in those religions what is good for you and what you need mm-hmm. to avoid. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty interested. What happened to the girl um, in the article? She died. She died. she died. Oh, yeah. Moral of the story, she died. She died. Because <laughs> she did not summon Papa Legba. Because Papa Legba is not a bad entity or not a no. bad deity. Yeah, her. Mm-hmm. I, I think her reasoning was that she wanted some type of revenge over someone else. She wanted yeah. to harm someone else. I right? think that's what the but, article uh-huh. said. She but called the she wrong. Die? She called the wrong one. And she asked for death, and well, uh, she got go. death. She got it. Well, she got like ran over or something. Or? Uh, I don't you remember don't in the article how they, didn't they said. Go too much in detail. Yeah, I don't think they went too much was. into detail <laughs> how she died, but Jada she did. They want the crime scene <laughs> investigated. Where is the chalk outline? Oh my goodness! For the people out there who may be, you know, spectacle or skeptical, sorry. <laughs> about um like magic okay. and stuff mm-hmm. um because I'm, I'm not gonna i don't know i'm pretty neutral on it mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not gonna say i don't believe in like the supernatural i'm not gonna say i don't because it's kind of like a mixture mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you know just for the for people who's you know like um hmm dabbling yeah yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i want to say they find her they just found her, and she wasn't she wasn't responsive at all. Yeah, I hmm. I want to say that she just like she didn't uh, record herself step by step on what she was doing. Just that friends and family had known that she was going to go do this. That was her intent. Mm-hmm. Mm. The thing is, the deity. Well, people. So Abrahamic religions are one thing. So that's mm-hmm. you know Christianity, Judaism, etc. Um, they have their own stuff. They do. Yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not. Um, but there's ATRs are different than them. Mm-hmm. We believe in one creator, but it's maintaining space and time. All that Star Trek stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And it ain't worried about you passing your class. Mm-hmm. It's not worried. That's it's what your ancestors. It He's is the maker and the and the maintainer. Yeah. Right. I'm maintaining everything so no, it doesn't all fall apart. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's too big for us. That's why we have a reach. That's why we have, first of all, ancestors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She should have talked to her ancestors first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She might not like the an- the answer, which was like, leave men alone. There you go. Because mm-hmm. you don't have a head to be a good wife right now mm-hmm. or a good partner to anyone right now. Um, the answer could have been, you know, you shouldn't dabble in any of this. You should be a nice Catholic girl and go to Mass every day. Mm-hmm. Okay? But without anyone to mm-hmm. properly guide her, no matter how many Amazon books you have, and she's mm-hmm. been to my house and she see how many books I have. I have. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. It's a library. <laughs> what? 
But the reason you have godparents in ATRs is because just like your mama and your daddy Mm -hmm. raised you up to do a certain thing a certain way, Mm -hmm. it's the same thing in those traditions. And it is not to be dabbled with because this is a living religion. Mm -hmm. These are living religions Mm -hmm. like Buddhism, like... um, the Indian traditions, mm-hmm. the Native American traditions, these are living re- religions, and those entities are still being fed by the devotion of their peoples. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you can't just walk in. It's not to say that white people can't initiate into an ATR, mm-hmm. but you must come correct mm-hmm. because everything that is said to you in divination for sure will come through. Mm-hmm. Okay? And it, so it's not something, religions that never went dormant are still working. That's the thing. We're used to thinking of everything that does not cannot speak Mm -hmm. for itself. um, That it is not a living thing. Mm -hmm. Everything has ashe, is what Mm -hmm. we say in the Lukumi. Ashe is the divine energy of life. Mm -hmm. Everything just because your car is sitting there looking like it ain't doing nothing doesn't mean it doesn't have a spirit. I'm more like the Japanese. Mm -hmm. I'm going a little bit Shinto. Mm -hmm. Everything has a soul Mm -hmm. because that way I don't offend nobody. Yeah, all right. Start nothing won't be nothing. And like when I have to drive at night and I get home, I like tap my car and say thank you. I got the design myself (laughs) (laughs) for letting me not go off of some bridge because I can't see too good at night no more. Yes, mm-hmm. and it just creates this chain of of thoughtfulness, mm-hmm. if nothing else. Yeah. So, and that's what that's what it boils down to is respect. respect. Yeah, it yes. boils mm-hmm. down to respect. There's nothing wrong with you dabbling. There's nothing wrong with you joining as long as you're joining with respect. respect. Mm-hmm. Exactly, because things can go horribly, horribly wrong. wrong, and it's oh, yeah. not pretty. And it's not pretty. <laughs> and you it won't really be able is. to get that fixed. You messed up that bad. Or oh, you yeah. have to find somebody who can do it. Mm-hmm. Which is difficult. Which is difficult, because there's plenty of people out here playing at being shamans. Yeah. Shaman is a colony. Mm-hmm. You have to have, you basically have to be born with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've been looking up different kinds of shamanism. Koreans have their own form of shamanism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Native American. Mm-hmm. I could call some aspects of what we do in Lukumi a bit of shamanism, mm-hmm. although it's not considered that. Um, most cultures have, even even the Irish and the people of of um, the British Isles mm-hmm. have forms of shamanism that are specific to them. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say sometimes it's maybe it's great to be the kind of Americans we are because we have that means we have all the more ancestors <laughs> to tap in. If I see that 23 and me and it say it's some Irish in there, you know, next time somebody come up on me, I'm going to get them because they like to fight. These <laughs> 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 motherfuckers fought all the way down from, like, India, mm-hmm. all the way across the steps, all the way till they hit water in the British eyes and thought, we still need to go a little further. Mm-hmm. That means they have this idea of movement mm-hmm. and curiosity and poetry. Mm-hmm. Their whole thing was about poetry and song and yeah. all that. Yeah. Why would I not <laughs> want that? Plus, they like to fight. Okay. Great grandpa, whatever your name, Max something. <laughs> I want you to whoop some ass for me for a minute. Mm-hmm. You think you could do? Oh, of course. Just give me some scotch. See that? Swinging. <laughs> Be swinging. Yeah. And the same with our African ancestors. So mm-hmm. that's why this ancestry stuff is kind of cool because you can get a little feel to mm. which groups 
are going to be looking attentive you. for you. Okay. Yeah, looking what you go. So it's cool to set up an ancestor altar, but you got to mm-hmm. work with it. Yeah, you do. and I and I know I don't as much as I should. But <laughs> it's been a try a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Twenty twenty is its own horror movie, okay. right? <laughs> Whoa, it's so. coming. Someone's gonna make this year into a horror film. I know they are. Yeah. I just don't. I mean, they no made two thousand twelve. I just don't want no sequel. Like, let this just <laughs> exactly. You know? so, like, we don't need no, no sequels. Twenty twenty no. is it. It's Mm-mm. it. It happened. It's over. <laughs> Get out. Get out. <laughs> Get out. You're gonna have to sage this whole year. This, right? whole, this year. whole year. Oh my goodness. Oh. But yeah, but I would I would definitely love to see people and don't be afraid for all the listeners out there. Don't be afraid to call or talk to your ancestors. It doesn't always have to be with an intention. If you just have an ancestor that you just want to say hi to, you want to make sure they're good in the afterlife. It's okay. I talk to my ancestors every day. Mm-hmm. Every day. They're with us every day. They're every checking day. on us. They're looking after you like, nah. I go to nothing. my they grandma. Let me tell you, my grandma loved juicy fruit. Now, towards yeah. the end of her life, she ain't had no teeth, but she was going to have gums to chew that juicy fruit, okay? She was going to get that juicy fruit. She was going to get that. And after she passed, I would take juicy fruit and lay it on her grave. And mm-hmm. I'd be like, it's like mm-hmm. a token. Of course, I know she can't chew it for all of you petties out there. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the symbolism behind it. It's, it's me. the energy of you taking your time. Mm-hmm. To go find the one thing she really liked mm-hmm. and bring it to wherever she's interred. Mm-hmm. Or if you can't get there, at least on your ancestor altar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do the same thing for my dad. I got to take him some Pepsi every now See? and again. Mm-hmm. And then bring my mama some, what was it, black licorice. Mm-hmm. She liked her some black licorice. Mm-hmm. And go drive up Woodward, hit that cemetery. Mm-hmm. This is a good time to do it. Yes. Um, <clears throat> because that's what she liked. And mm-hmm. coffee. I had to get that coffee. Yes. Or I'll get told. Where's <laughs> <laughs> my coffee? So, yeah. I mean, other cultures do it and they're thriving. Mm-hmm. That is why China is thriving. And they've been doing it for like thousands oh, and thousands of do years. Do not play China. with China when it comes to their ancestors. No, they right. don't. Because yeah. their Even the ancestors. the most cosmopolitan one. Yes. It's that time, the mm-hmm. ghost uh, the ghost ceremony. Mm-hmm. They all go back to wherever their yes. oldest ancestors were to yeah. celebrate and put food and things on and the And they graves. give the mm-hmm. utmost respect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Japan, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know a lot Latin about the America. Korean. Latin America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're 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 coming up now. That mm-hmm. is oh, yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the essence, actually, it's interesting because I watched a uh, documentary on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, the like origins of if it's pagan or Christian. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert is mainly Christian. Um, well, what Christians <laughs> would do back in the day? Here comes yeah. the Catholic uh, <laughs> school <laughs> theology thing. Is that okay? So Ireland is technically Christianized, mm-hmm. but when shit go wrong, they go to a well and talk to the entities that live in the well. When things go wrong, they go and talk to a tree. Mm-hmm. Okay, or the water is very important because it's basically an island. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. at the tip of an island. So those things, as someone once said, 
they just like in the the Lukumi, we hid we have hide our gods behind the saints. Mm-hmm. Clearly, there's this whole story about Santa Barbara, who after she was her pagan father put her out he got struck by lightning so now she's the person that you pray to if you're a good catholic Mm -hmm. to uh not get hit by lightning and die right Mm -hmm. for some reason in lukumi that's that statue is used for um shango Mm -hmm. why because one she's holding a cup he has a mortar and pestle that he does magic with Mm -hmm. and he is the deity of thunder and lightning he's mm-hmm. the protector of children he's the protector of women and so though abuse of those particular categories draws his ire and he will most likely set you on fire yeah okay. <laughs> he will you know he especially he does not like it when people screw over children mm-hmm. and women he's the protector of women and children mm-hmm. yeah. so um lay there's layers in all of this stuff yes. over time when people are adjusting so you can do both if you're comfortable mm-hmm. with it mm-hmm. I think people need to have their own rubric about their spirituality yeah. and that what's good for me may not be good for you yeah. um, or you could just mix it because that's basically what Halloween is it's a mixing of different um, you like just gotta make sure that stuff. you don't disrespect anything. Yeah, really yes. mix in. Like, yeah. do do your research. Like, mm-hmm. all of this comes from. So we started this from that girl looking at that American Horror Story, yeah. right? and her looking at it, go like, I can do that too. Well, yeah. hold on, baby, you don't, you can't just do anything <laughs> because you want to, right? right? <laughs> do your research. Uh, learn not only yeah. about your own family. Mm-hmm. You interested in that kind of thing? Read before mm-hmm. anything. Reading is fundamental. Mm. It is. Yeah. And also, this was the last harvest. Halloween mm-hmm. in the British Isles was the last harvest of anything in the fields. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's that part of it. So you're trying to get all this stuff out the fields that you can. Because remember, these are agricultural people mm-hmm. a thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. And they're doing all this yep. by hand. <laughs> <laughs> and you're trying to get enough food in the house to get you through winter mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. Right. And the idea that certain negative energies, because it's dark, is a danger to be out in. That's why people mm-hmm. generally didn't want to go out. Around this time of year, mm-hmm. at night, it's dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. You could fall into a bog. Mm-hmm. You could mm-hmm. be waylaid by a random crazy person, mm-hmm. or an animal could hurt you. Because mm-hmm. um, we forget that these people are living in like huts right. or small domed houses, so yeah. you know, for protection, mm-hmm. and that they're trying to placate. One, this is the last um, crop that they're getting out of the out of their fields at mm. this point and they have to make that food so there's a fear of not having enough food to get through the winter mm-hmm. yeah. and placating the entities of the land was meant to help so that's why they have lights and things like that mm. that was to let the spirits come this was how the the last things left the last bits of food that's left on the land is left there to mm. placate the goddess yeah. Winter. And also, yes. it's like a uh, a representation for like the season, like mm-hmm. exactly uh, yeah. going into like it's dying. Yeah, like the world exactly. is dying because in many cultures, winter is seen as death. 
Right. And then spring is seen as rebirth. Right. Summer is living. Fall is dying. Right. Mm-hmm. So exactly. it's also that's why Halloween is spooky, or it has like mm-hmm. spirits and you know all that. Right. Um, and they would sit up. You know stuff. They yeah. would actually sit up all night to make mm-hmm. sure the fire stayed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the bonfire. Yeah, you don't mm-hmm. want that fire to go out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's your And implicating <laughs> also the the Morgan, who are the triple, the triple goddess named the Morgan yeah. or Mohiu, mm-hmm. depending yeah. on how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. And this is her time of year, right? Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. one of my patron mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. because she is a poet, mm-hmm. she is a warrior, and she's mm-hmm. a prophet, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And she beat ass. And, like <laughs> and she beat ass. And That's she beat right. ass. There you go. I love these soul snatching deities. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. You can enjoy the Halloween season, but please enjoy it responsibly. It's like alcohol. Drink responsibly. Don't go. Don't yeah. don't go pissing off no deities. Don't go pissing off your ancestors. Okay, <laughs> it is hard to find legitimate people to help you rid yourself of possessions and negativity. So, Absolutely. you know, just you know, COVID's still out here. So just stay at home. Watch your movies. Eat your candy. You know. Frighten your kids a little bit and call it a day. Don't go summoning <laughs> Papa Legba. Don't go summoning anything else. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we all have time for that. Nobody. Okay. But have a happy and safe Halloween. Yep. From your three weird Negroes, I am Cam Lotus. Your boy J Dub. Hey yo, it's L Soulflower Lee. And thank you to our special guest, Dolls and Dead Souls, for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's a ball. (laughs) And episode three will be dropping Friday, November 6th. So be sure to be on the lookout for that. And until then, let's chill to the next episode.